I mean, what a dominant performance on the road in Starkville from the LSU Tigers for a commanding 41-14 win. And let me just say this. I think we just saw Jaden Daniels' best performance in an LSU uniform. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube as well. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host as I am every single day. What a big freaking win from LSU over the weekend, taking down the Bulldogs, just absolutely pummeling them in their home stadium 40 one to 14. One thing that I said about this game and one thing that I've said about LSU all the time is I just want them to be normal. Like I'm just so sick and tired of being stressed out watching LSU football games, more stressed out than I ever feel like I should. So let me say it was so refreshing to watch an LSU game that really felt like it was over pretty early on where LSU took took command, not a commanding lead necessarily, but they took command of the game early they established early on like hey this is this is our game and we're gonna play this game our way and it was so freaking fun to watch and to experience as an LSU fan we're gonna get into all of it but hey today's edition is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook the official sportsbook of Locked On make every moment more right now new customers can bet five dollars and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed so visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started what a fun game like I just can't stress enough how important I think this game was but I want to start offensively because where are the Nussmeyer people at now and that's no disrespect to Garrett Nussmeyer but where were all of you people who were saying that I was crazy for saying that Jaden Daniels was not the reason why LSU lost against Florida State. Where are all those people saying that it was time for a quarterback change? Where are all those people saying that Jaden Daniels isn't a good quarterback? Where are they now? Like, where are they after this game? Look, I know it's only one game. I understand that. But you would have thought after the Florida State game that that Jaden Daniels just single-handedly, you know, personally offended every single person who was calling for his job because the the vitriol for Jaden Daniels my goodness and it wasn't just after the Florida State game it was really honestly all throughout last season so where are they now like where are your criticisms for Jaden Daniels now because I think that we just saw the best performance from Jaden Daniels in an LSU uniform so far I'm not going to say period because hopefully got a lot more of those coming for the rest of the season but I think Just Jaden Daniels, I mean, just his stat line alone, 30 of 34, 361 yards, two touchdowns, an 88% completion percentage. The best of any LSU quarterback in program history. Look, I don't like to compare the two between Jaden Daniels and Joe Burrow, but any passing stat that, uh, that you can 
you know, break a record for. You can break Joe Burrow's record. I think that's a pretty darn good thing. If you can say, yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm in the record books and I broke Joe Burrow's record. Like, I think that's a pretty good stamp on a, on a, on a quarterback's day. So just the stat line alone, like if you want to be a, a box score warrior, you can. And you can see just how dominant of a performance Jaden Daniels had on Saturday in Davis Wade Stadium. I mean, he looked confident. He looked decisive. He was accurate. It seemed like every time Jaden Daniels went out on the field, it felt like he knew he was going to do something special. It felt like he was back there in the pocket. And maybe we saw against Florida State, kind of he had to, to kind of run for his life a little bit. That was half the Mississippi State defense just not blitzing him in the slightest and essentially getting zero pressure on Jaden Daniels and having all day to throw. But he just looked like it was a, it was a different Jaden Daniels. Like he just unlocked something on Saturday that we hadn't seen from him yet this season. We didn't see it from him against Florida State. You know, grambling, it's tough. You know, I, I can't put too much into too much investment into that grambling game. But Jaden Daniels still looked fantastic against grambling. And he looked even better against Mississippi State. So Jaden Daniels was was amazing. He had an incredible day. So these are the kind of days that I want all of you who have been, you know, standing on a table shouting for Garrett Nussmeyer to be the starter. Like these are the days that I want you to remember. I don't know if there's enough offensive game balls to go around because how can I talk about the offense and how dominant it was without bringing up Malik Neighbors? Goodness gracious, Malik Neighbors, take a bow because we knew Malik Neighbors was special. But there were fair criticisms of the communication between Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors that there was just something off, especially against Florida State when you know you had three attempts to Malik Neighbors in the end zone and whether the ball was underthrown or just inaccurate. There were fair criticisms of the Malik neighbors Jaden Daniels connection that against Florida State, it needed, in my opinion, to look better. And it needed to look like a little bit more evolved. But it just kind of looked like a little bit more of what we saw last year against Mississippi State. Now you are seeing those changes and those evolutions and those unlocking of the next level like you did it, you saw against Mississippi State. Because Malik neighbors, 13 targets, 13 catches, 13 of 13, 239 yards and two touchdowns. And it, it could have been three. So Malik Neighbors just had an absolutely just unstoppable day. And look, you know, if you look at the box score, yeah, you know, the ball was was divided up a decent bit. Malik Neighbors got a, obviously a very overwhelming number of targets. Brian Thomas, seven receptions, um, 60 yards, um, you know, Chris Hilton, two receptions for nine. You know, like the the other receivers really weren't get, getting the ball a ton. But like Brian Kelly said, look, if something's working, why go away from it? And there will come a day on LSU's schedule where you can't go to Malik Neighbors on every single passing play. But you could against Mississippi State. Like Mississippi State wasn't doing anything to try and stop Malik Neighbors. I mean, there was got to a certain point where I thought, is anybody going to double Malik? Like it, maybe after his his second touchdown and he had racked up like a hundred and something yards in the first half, like was anybody going to maybe just 
give him a little bit more attention, but that wasn't the case. And it just kept working. So don't go away from it. So I didn't really have a problem in this specific instance of the ball maybe not being shared a little bit more than you might typically see in a, in another SEC West game on the schedule. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Had no problem with it. Malik Neighbors was absolutely fantastic. I thought my favorite play of the game um, was the fourth and seven where you were in field goal territory. It would have been long. It would have been one of those field goals where, you know, Damian Ramos goes out and it's like, well, he's probably not going to make this. But if he does, then great. That's three points on the board. Going forward on fourth and seven, I was like, what are you doing? Like, what, what is this decision? Why are you deciding to go for it? And then Jaden Daniels drops back, delivers a chef's kiss, beautiful ball to Malik Neighbors in the end zone. So I said, all right, fine. I'll shut up. You guys prove me wrong. Um, so just an unstoppable electric day between Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. But offensively, it did not stop there. Logan Diggs got a good bit of carries. Now, at the end of the game, I checked the box score, and you know Jaden Daniels led the team in rushing, which I've said before that I don't love. I don't love it when Jaden Daniels leads the team in rushing, but it really didn't feel like to me throughout the pace of the game, the feel of the game, that this was just the Jaden Daniels show and nobody else was getting the ball. Like I felt like Logan Diggs was getting a good bit of carries. Um, Logan Diggs on the day he was uh, ran the ball nine times, 41 yards. Um, you know, efficient, effective day from Logan Diggs. Caleb Jackson. My goodness. I've been talking about Caleb Jackson since that scrimmage in the offseason about how he has this rare combination of size and speed. And it's not just speed of like, you know, quick speed, like he can just run quickly. He can get up to speed quickly. And you saw that viral moment in him just bodying a Mississippi State safety. I mean, all the way around, just fantastic day offensively for LSU. And I want to continue the conversation coming up next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So do you ever find that sometimes you're laying in bed, you're staring up at the ceiling, and you are trying to fall asleep, but your brain just won't stop going through everything you did during the day, everything that you have to do, all of the things that you're worrying about, like your brain just won't seem to stop talking to you. You've got all of these thoughts just racing in your head. Maybe you're trying to fall asleep at night. Maybe you're trying to focus on something else, and you just simply can't get your brain to turn off. It's happened to me so many times. And now that we're in football season, I'm incredibly busy. I have a crazy busy schedule. I'm covering a few different teams. So I'm constantly thinking in my head of all of these things that I need to do. Uh, maybe something that I did wrong in a former show. Maybe something that I want to keep in mind to do for a future show. I mean, it just sometimes just becomes really overwhelming. And I feel like sometimes, and you might feel this way too, you just can't relax because your mind is constantly on. It turns out, one thing that I noticed for myself, one great way to stop your mind from reeling is to talk them through. And wherever that might be, whether it's with a, a friend or a family member or someone trusted, or maybe it's therapy. Therapy gives you a place to talk through those thoughts so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. So whether it's something that is, is going on in your, in your love life, maybe it's something in a, a non-romantic relationship, like a friendship or a work relationship, maybe it's work itself, maybe it's your family life, maybe it's your health, whatever it might be that is keeping you up from night, from, keeping you up at night rather, 
therapy is a wonderful tool to turn to. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Whether you have a crazy work life, whether you have kids, whether you have a lot going on in your life, I understand that sometimes it's hard to take time of it out of your day, to drive to an office, to block out time with a, a therapist and you know take the time to drive home. There's a lot of commitment that's involved. But the great thing with BetterHelp is that it's incredibly flexible. You can flex it to your schedule and make sure that you can fit therapy into your busy life. So just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So you can find the perfect person that you feel like suits your needs. So get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnCollege. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, thanks again for making Locked and LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, college football season is here. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. That is 10 a.m. to noon, local Baton Rouge time, on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one right here, Locked On LSU. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and will go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. So find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, that is 10 a.m. to noon Central Time, on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. So it feels so good to be talking so so great about this LSU team because, look, I get it if you had reservations or concerns about this team, but I hope that Saturday set you straight, at least offensively, because my goodness was the offense cooking. Look, I think that offensively, that was the most explosive performance from any SEC team so far this season. Think about that. And like, look, like feel free to dispute me in the comments on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one, like be my guest, but just considering the number of explosive plays, like looking in LSU's first possession, 32 yard bomb from Jaden Daniels, and then a 26 yard touchdown to Malik neighbors. And then another 33 yard touchdown. And then a 48 yard pass to get into Mississippi state territory to set them up for a touchdown. Jaden Daniels had a big 23-yard run, and that's only in the first half alone. I think that's a testament to how this LSU offense looked on Saturday because, I mean, it was just, it was unstoppable. And I don't like to do this. So let me just couch that by saying this. But do you remember in 2019 how it 
felt like every single game there was just going to be some sort of fireworks offensively. I got flashbacks to that on Saturday. Now, look, I'm not saying this team is the 2019 team. I'm not saying Jaden Daniels is Joe Burrow. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying the feeling of every time LSU had the ball, you felt like something special was going to happen. After the first few possessions, I started to get that kind of feeling. Because look at LSU's first few possessions. Field goal, which, first of all, that should have been a touchdown on that first possession, you know, false start pushed you back. It was fourth and one should have been a touchdown. False start pushes you back to fourth and six. You kick the field goal instead of electing to go for it. That was a four point mistake. That seemed like a much bigger deal in the moment than it does now considering the final score, but still, you know, like pre-snap penalties like that, that's it, it's frustrating. Um, that's you want to, you want to eliminate those. So the false start in that first possession was Annoying, you should have gotten seven instead of three, but in the grand scheme of things, ended up being okay. So field goal, touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, end of half. Field goal, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Um, so, you know, it, it, if LSU wasn't getting into the end zone, they were at least getting into field goal territory for a majority of their possessions. So that alone that it was an explosive performance and then the other side of that is the fact that the sec as a whole just simply has not looked very explosive and hasn't looked very dominant in any performance yet i mean you could say that the tennessee performance in week one against virginia was better i would disagree considering the fact that one tennessee was so slow to start and two the the quality of performance Ole miss i think that between Ole Miss's win at Tulane and Missouri's win um, at home against Kansas State, those might be the best wins in the SEC, but neither of those performances were as commanding as LSU's. So when I say the most explosive SEC performance yet, I don't mean necessarily the best win. I just mean simply that the offense looked better than any other SEC offense that I have seen yet this season. Alabama is struggling. Georgia They beat South Carolina, got off to a slow start, but still they were kind of dinking and dunking and running their ball into the the ball into the end zone. Georgia hasn't had any of those big time explosive plays like we saw from LSU on Saturday. Who am I missing? Tennessee hasn't looked, you know, incredibly explosive for an offense that has only looked explosive last season. Other than that, you know, please tell me if I'm missing someone, but that was a incredibly reassuring performance offensively. I mentioned Jaden Daniels. I mentioned Malik Neighbors. Can't talk about the offense without also talking about uh, Logan Diggs and Caleb Jackson. But you know, overall, it was it was dominant, and you could tell. And I could tell watching the game how catching passes has been, and just like ball security has been a massive. Uh, point of emphasis in practice because I mentioned Malik neighbors, his stat line, 13 targets, 13 receptions. He caught every single one of uh, every single ball that came his way. Brian Thomas, it was the same way. So you could tell that, you know, ball security and holding onto the football was of utmost importance, especially following that game against Florida State where there were so many drop passes and there were so many missed opportunities. And some of those missed opportunities were due to Jaden Daniels. Some of those missed opportunities were due to drops. Um, so it was it was refreshing to see that when balls came the receiver's way, 
they held on to him and they made plays with him. But coming up next, let's just look at this from a 3,000-foot view. How important, how paramount Saturday afternoon was for this program. And we'll get into that coming up next. Now time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Because much like Malik Neighbors, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Now, I mean, I don't have to tell y'all why Malik Neighbors was a game changer against Mississippi State. But 13 of 13, 239 yards and two touchdowns. Malik Neighbors simply could not be guarded, and Malik Neighbors simply could not be stopped. That connection between him and Jaden Daniels was real, and it was coming out swinging early against Mississippi State. What a huge performance from him on Saturday. But hey, Athletic Brewing Company has also completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game because they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They are full of flavor, and they're incredibly well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer, maybe from a a microbrewery that you might love. You love that it tastes a little bit different. You love how it's full flavored. You love how it it kind of tastes like it's brewed with a little extra TLC. Athletic Brewing, to me, feels the exact same way. But without the uh, without the alcohol. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IEPAs, golden sours, and so much more. I have had the salt and lime brew. Absolutely love it. And it's a great alternative for nights that you might not want to drink full-bodied beers. Maybe if you are sober or maybe sober curious, you want to start transitioning into non-alcoholic drinks. Well, athletic brews have the thing for you. Plus, a very good upside. No hangovers ever. I know we've all had a hangover that made us question a whole lot of our decisions before. But you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU, I need to get into the defense because the defense was absolutely dominant. Defense performance matched the offensive performance on Saturday. Basically completely shut down anything that Will Rogers and this Mississippi State offense wanted to do. So I'm going to get into that. Plus... The emergence of Whit Weeks, a true freshman, came in for Omar Spates, had a fantastic performance. What went on with Will Campbell toward the end of the game? We'll get into all of that on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU. But for now, I just wanted to take a second to appreciate what that win on Saturday felt like it's doing to the fan base, to the team, and the perception of this program. Because let's go back to after the Florida State game. I know it's not a place that we always want to go back to because, look, it was it was, it was bleak. The, the, the outlook was bleak. I had myself wondering how many games this team could win. You know, I, I had this thought that LSU could beat. I was not guaranteeing it, but I thought, hey, 
why can't LSU be a college football playoff contender? After that game against Florida State, and more specifically the second half performance, I doubted that. I said, I don't know, you know, if this team can't stop what Florida State was doing, if this team couldn't capitalize in the red zone, if this team couldn't create holes for the run game, if the secondary struggles to stop some of the top wide receiver talent in the country, then maybe the ceiling's not as high as we expected. Maybe Brian Kelly is 100% correct that this team is still a year away. And maybe all of those things still are true. You know, maybe LSU is just simply not a college football playoff contender. Maybe LSU, in fact, is one year away. Those things all can be can be true. But I think that this win on Saturday assured all of us of simply how good this team can be when it's firing in all cylinders, when you have a sound and solid game plan like they did on Saturday against Mississippi State. I mean, I think that this team could compete with anybody in the SEC, especially considering how wishy-washy and not dominant the SEC has looked at times. And look, I don't know how good Mississippi State is. Like, I don't know how many games this team's going to win this season. And I'm not acting like a win over a Mississippi State team that was picked by the media to finish last in the SEC West is now completely changing everything. And now I think that LSU is the best team in the country. That's not the case. That's not the case in the slightest. I'm not going to crown LSU just simply for beating, you know, a maybe average at best Mississippi State team. It's the fashion in which they won. It was the same thing I said about losing to Florida State. It's not about losing to a good Florida State team. It's how you lost. It's not about beating a Mississippi State team. It's how you won. It was on the road in Starkville in a hostile environment at 11 a.m. where, you know, LSU doesn't play a lot of 11 a.m. games. Like, that was something that Brian Kelly brought up a lot last week was, it's 11 a.m., can't be sluggish, because we have seen this team come out looking a little sluggish. We have seen this team come out and start fairly slow. And I had said, look, you can't start slow against Mississippi State. Can't start slow against Arkansas. I don't care who it is. I don't care how many games they've won. You can't start slow. This team came out quick, and this team came out ready to rock. It was refreshing to see that. And the domination on the road against an SEC West foe, it's never easy. And it's never something that I'm just going to say, whatever. It was just this team. It was just that team. No, Mississippi State's not the class of the SEC. But you win in uh, on the road in a time that you're probably not very comfortable with, kickoff time, and you dominated. You did everything that you needed to do. You did, you gave yourself every possible chance to win and you did it and you executed. And look, it wasn't perfect. I didn't love the penalties. I mentioned the false starts, mentioned Will Campbell, which we'll get into tomorrow. It wasn't all perfect. You know, you gave up a 51 yard run to Jaquavius Marks. You know, you don't love that. Not every game that you play in the SEC is going to be perfect, but it's coming out and taking care of business, getting the ball into the hands of your playmakers, protecting the quarterback, and limiting what the opposing team can do offensively. That's the key to success, and that's what LSU did on Saturday. So I think it was a really good reminder to all of us that maybe we forgot after that loss to Florida State. Maybe we're all so bummed and deflated and unmotivated after that loss to Florida State that I think maybe we lost sight of how much good this team really has on it 
And, you know, after we've seen a couple games from Florida State, not a great game against them from Boston College, but they did find a way to win. Um, but I think we've seen how good Florida State really can be. And maybe, just maybe, LSU had a bad half against Florida State, and that cost them the game, and that happens sometimes. But how do you learn from it? How do you overcome it? How do you make sure that that doesn't impede what you want to achieve later in the season? That's the important question. How you recover from a loss like that. How you avoid the problems that led you to that loss. And it looked like against Mississippi State that LSU went back to the drawing board, used Florida State as a, as a learning experience, and said, we're not going to let that let us shoot ourselves in the foot like that again. So, again, it's a win. You're 1-0 in the SEC. That's all you can ask. Am I going to call you a national title contender after beating Mississippi State? No, I am not. But I would be lying if I said I didn't feel better about this team and what it can achieve now than I did maybe two weeks ago. That's going to do it for me today. Tomorrow, let's focus in on the defense and the latest on a few individual performances. Whit Weeks had a fantastic day. No Greg Brooks. What's the latest on him? And also, Will Campbell. What happened there? All of that coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU.